Yo, what up? It's your girl, Kilowatt. I am smoking a cigarette at Clackamas Town Center. Uh, yes, I took up smoking again. I just uh, just purchased a pack. I had been vaping, uh, but I couldn't afford the lifestyle. <laughs> As some people would say about like expensive drugs, I couldn't afford vaping. Um, and so I just needed nicotine and I didn't have it, the cash for it. So... I'll tell you a quick story because today's been really weird. Uh, I woke up this morning and Sam had silenced a couple of my alarms and I thought that I was missing work and I panicked. I had a total fucking panic attack because I know what that means for me and I was super upset, uh, which led to a lot of anxiety because most of the time interactions with him are very calm and patient and this morning I had none of that left because I expended all of that in my morning freak out mode. And so hopefully he'll forgive me because <laughs> I was kind of a, an asshole. And, um, but I made, I made it to work on time. I was early. It worked out. Uh, but that was the start of the day from jump, like just, oh, you're fired. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I'm not fired. So needless to say, better planning needs to happen. Um, we'll put a pin in that one, circle back another time. But I was sitting there. I have about two minutes to finish this story. I was sitting at Powell. Uh, it's a time point. You can't leave early. I was about three minutes early, so I pulled to the side, let everyone know I was going to go smoke right quick, hopped out, lit a cigarette, stood there staring off into the distance like I do on mornings where I almost lose my job. And this guy walks by, and he's like, yo, you look a lot like this girl I know who works for TriMet. I said, is her name Chrissy? He's like, she longboard? I go, yeah. He goes, dude, she saved my life one night. He said, I almost jumped off this bridge. And she ran over and, and talked me out of it and gave me a cigarette. And that's how she, you know, talked me away. And it gave me shivers because I was just thinking about her. Like, sometimes I'll think about her. I literally was just thinking about her. And the guy that she saved that night on the bridge, I think I made a podcast about it a long time ago. Uh, I met him today. I said, what's your name? He goes, the real one. He goes, how's, how's Chrissy doing? How's she, how's she been? How's her son? And I started to get a little choked up. And I said, well, she passed away. He goes, no way. What happened? And I said, she killed herself. He started to cry. I said, it's all right, man. It's okay. Like, she'll be back. You guys, I know. And um, it's just different forms. You know, we come back, but never the same, which is why it's so important not to do that. And so uh, different connections, too. Like, you'll never be someone's parent again. You'll be their sister, their brother, their aunt, their uncle, their girlfriend, anything. You'll have another connection with that same soul in your next life. It doesn't matter how many times you try and escape this fucking matrix. We're in it. And so, uh, yeah, I said, you got you got some shit to do, right? Because she's here in spirit, but you're here physic- physically. Yeah? He goes, yeah. And then I said, okay, be good. And then I just drove off. It was fucking weird. All right, guys, I got to go drive a 72. I'll talk to you later. Love you, bye. Yo, what up? It's your girl, Kilowatt. I'm back. It's been two days since I last did that piece on the real one. And I have been through some 
bullshit. Shocker, I know. Um, I've been trying to keep myself uh, away from social media. I mean, outside of just my standard memes or cover photo update. Like, it's I'm pretty ghost-like. Uh, it's, it's been a really nice reprieve. I had a, a friend of mine, one of my coworkers, suggest that I take a little break. Because he could see that I get all worked up about shit with K2 and Brent. And it was just, it was dumb because I couldn't, I could not look. That was such a large part of my life that was ripped away so suddenly and abruptly. And there was a lot of betrayal inside of my soul. So I'm a, I'm a stubborn bitch, man. And I hold a fucking grudge. And it's hard when you have a lot of love and and pain all at the same time. Um, because of all the things that you look back, I mean, when any relationship ends, there's a tendency to look back on things that you did and things that you should do differently and that you had gotten into like a toxic pattern and a lot of pain is derived from, from reflection upon your own personal mistakes and failures in your own relationship because relationships end, but there's two people involved and both people fuck up and it becomes, uh, more than either party can take. And at some point, somebody jumps ship and usually they're always made into being like, you know, the the asshole. But I think honestly, now that I've had enough time to sit back and think on it, I think that there was no other way that we would have ended if there wasn't another party involved because he has to have somebody. And... I would have to hate him to let him go. So it worked out the way it should have, as everything does. And I try to remind myself of that when things happen unexpectedly that I'm not foreseeing. And, you know, the garnishment was really hard. It's been something that makes me shift my perspective to how I save money, how I make money, how I pay my bills. Like, I just, I don't have a system. And... This last week, I ended up going through, uh, I'm trying to figure out, <laughs> can you tell that I'm thinking about how much to share? I'm, I, n- I never censor. I'm trying to figure out how to put into words what I'm about to say. Um, God. So I'm dating someone who's a very private person and he's wonderful in so many fucking ways. And he's got a lot of shit he has to work out and things that he has to fix. And I've got a lot of shit that I need to fix. It's actually one of the reasons why we vibe so well, because we both are very flawed individuals. And the time that I spend with him, 90% of the time we're fucking laughing and having the best conversations and creating art and music. And just, it's just been really uplifting to have him in my life. And I found myself missing him when he'd go back home or, like, if I decided, okay, this is mine and Beamer's weekend, like, I'll see you in a couple days. Like, I'm with him all the time. And it's great. Like, it's fucking awesome. And it feels so cool because the night that I met him, I remember it was just, it was something, something that happened. I think it was, like, the night that, yeah, it was when one of K2's friends messaged me and told me that 
if she were me, I would, I should just fucking kill myself. And then she called me fat and she talked about how she doesn't blame Brent for leaving me for her and blah, blah, blah. Like it went on. I think I read it to you guys at some point. I mean, welcome to the fucking shit show. Not my monkey, not my circus. And I don't need to be dealing with that fucking drama anymore because it was a long time ago. I mean, they just celebrated their one year anniversary for fuck's sake. Uh, And so... But that should tell you. I mean, it should shed some light on how how much hurt and pain I had tied to that experience. And so I remember it was after I had gotten that and I was just thinking on it and I just started to fucking cry because I was so tired of fucking crying and being sad and angry. And I remember like hating that that's where my focus was. And it was on the same day that my friend told me I should take a break from social media. And he had suggested that at like Clackamas Town Center. So I've been thinking on that throughout the drive to Swan Island. And in the middle of my drive to Swan Island, I just started a fucking ball. Like sometimes emotions come up for me and I don't know how to process them. But when it finally clicks and I'm able to fully comprehend like why that was so painful or what it was that actually touched my heart so deeply um where I'm vulnerable I'll just start to fucking cry because I don't and I was alone on the bus and I remember saying out loud to God I was like please just like please just let me stop hurting please just bring me something to take this pain away and distract me from this so that I can get onto the healing point. Like I'm so tired of being hurt and, and being traumatized by the level of betrayal that happened and feeling like I don't know what the fuck to do in life and where I'm going and how to do it. And I'm so blessed and, and grateful beyond measure for Justin. I swear to fucking God, man, that guy is like a fucking angel in human form. Like I don't, he's so patient and, um, and he's so like, just steadfast and consistent and it so surprises me because I'm not used to that in general um with a lot of people in my life a lot of it's just hit or miss and so to just like to just know him and have him open his home to me and my children and just be as is um just straight loving like there's nothing else that you could say I mean that's a loving person regardless of whether or not he shows it like through words or actions like it's he's here for me right now in a time where I'm trying to figure out what the fuck to do and how to be a grown-up and I've never had that sanctuary before and so while I'm blessed in those ways I still felt all the things you know like I still feel a lot about everything that went down this last year about my kids and my ex and my life and where I'm going and how I'm going to get there and how I'm coping and how I'm not coping well and what I shouldn't be doing and what I should be doing, like how to do stuff. Like, I don't don't even know how to do my fucking taxes, man. I think I did them once by myself and now I'm like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to, I don't know. Anyway, um, I digress. I was driving through Swan up towards Swan. I started to cry. I begged God, please Lord, just like bring me anything to make this hurt less. And, and that was the same night that I met Sam and, and it opened up like a little glimmer of hope for me of like, cause I had, you know, I had people that I dated and, and I, 
I guess because of everything that went down the way it did, I just had my arm up because I felt like if people are so nice and they're not flawed and they present themselves so perfect and so wholesome and so good, because that's what Brent does really well. I don't trust it. I can't fully trust that because I thought I knew somebody after 14 years. I married him. I gave him my fucking word that we would be together forever. And I was banking on that. I thought we could pull through. And so when I realized that he was jumping ship, it literally put everything in perspective. Like when people present themselves in a certain fashion, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't trust it. I'm very skeptical. And I think, I think because of the way that Sam is just very honest in the way that he is like, he's fucking flawed. He's going to have fucking anger outbursts. He's going to be fucking crazy sometimes. And he's fucking hilarious and creative and wonderful. And he's all those things, but he's especially real. And I can trust that. At least I know what I'm getting into because he's never lied to me. And so because of that, there was a glimmer of hope because I finally found that feeling of like, I can trust this. I can see where he is. It's very transparent. I know exactly what his situation is. I know exactly what his history is. I know that he's in this place and this mindset and I know what to expect. Well, at the same time, he's very unpredictable. I, I could expect that if he were to hurt me or cut ties with me in some fashion, it would be very direct and, and very probably stern. I'm going to guess he'd probably be incredibly stern and just cut ties. But, um, fortunately hasn't done that. And so the last two months have been really, really great. And he's a very private person. I don't want to tell everybody his business at the same time. I personally don't think anybody in his life, um, listens to my podcast. Cause I think I have a whole 15 subscribers, you know, most of it's just my passengers. And I, I, I struggle with the oversharing because I've always overshared. I always tell you guys everything. And this is my own personal, I guess, log of, of my life and my, and my road that I'm on my journey, my little circle, (laughs) my, my trip, this is the log of my trip in life. Okay. And so if I don't share these things with you, I feel like I'm doing you a disservice because a lot of times we'll come to some type of conclusion or lesson or, um, realization, epiphany after I'm done telling the stories and the conclusion that I've drawn from that experience. So if I'm going to go through something that's major, like I did this week and I can't share that with you, what's the point? If I can't just talk and speak my truth, then what's the fucking point? of experiencing anything because I don't, I don't understand how to go through this life without communicating because my fucking, all my life energies in the third house of communication and transportation, short distance travels, writing, um, podcasting, shit like that. Like it's hilarious that this is my life because it really is very significant and you can see it exactly in my chart. So it all points to this thing. Like if I can't speak my truth then what the fuck am I doing? And so after I sat with this for a moment, just one sec, if you have something, please drink it because I'm, I'm parched. And I know that if you're listening to this, it might be, you know, water, water, water is good. I'm drinking mics. Don't judge me. <laughs> and so um, I'm going to explain what happened. 
because, uh, well, the first podcast or segment to this episode was the real one. And the second one is me keeping it real and just being honest with everything. So some of you know that Sam went to prison a while ago. And when he got out, his wife had left him when he went off the rails a little bit. He stopped taking his meds and things like that. And um, so she bounced. And he ended up deciding that he didn't want to go see his parole officer anymore. And if any of you are familiar with our justice system, that generally results in a warrant. <laughs> this is his first and only offense. He doesn't do anything else um, like illegal. He's he's pretty he's pretty much like I don't want to say Peter Pan, but he is living this very magical life where he plays guitar and rides his bike and you know hangs out with his brother and his brother's girlfriend and he networks with his community and works you know twenty four seven trying to make money. So that's not necessarily what we aren't all doing, right? But there's just a level of whimsical energy associated with this dude. I swear to God. I I know that sounds really weird. It's probably a lot of Neptune. But anyway, I'm going to get to the point. I'm sorry. So he didn't check in with his probation officer. And that resulted in a warrant. Now, a lot of the podcasts recently have been describing some of the dramas that have have happened here between Marisha and her ex-boyfriend. So Marisha's my roommate. Her ex-boyfriend, Andrew, is a fucking nightmare. Their relationship is absolutely the most toxic thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm absolutely scarred from it because I thought my marriage to Brad was bad, but this shit is fucking bananas. Like, and for the record, I have been married twice, so I'm not talking about Brent. I know a lot of times when I reference, you know, me being married, a lot of people assume I'm talking about Brent. No, Brent and I didn't have that level of abuse. It was mostly mentally, emotionally, and financially for sure, but nothing physical. And so I got triggered like hardcore the first couple months that I was here because I'm watching, you know, fucking Marisha and Andrew screaming at each other and going back and forth and yelling and Ottomans are being thrown at me. And like Justin's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I can't stop it when it's like this. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. And so there have been nights where Braylon's not allowed to come over because I just don't want her to be around that shit. And recently it's, it's kicked it up a notch. Like it's genuinely kicked it up a notch. Um, I want to say their shit started probably back in December because a lot of the stuff that we're processing right now currently energetically because of the transits, we've got the Pisces new moon coming up in like two days or whenever the second is. And it's it's going to be in trine with Jupiter and Neptune. So it's going to also triggering the Saturn Uranus square uh, that happened during eclipse season December 20th on my birthday. So very foreshadowing of the year ahead. And I was processing a lot of bullshit on my birthday Um, a lot of it had to do with Jake. A lot of it had to do with Brent. It had to do with my siblings. It had to do with finances. It had to do with my living situation. Like it's all still tied to the same houses. And so many of you can look back on the energy of December. Okay. 
And this upcoming moon is going to have you process a lot of the things that like significant events that happen throughout that course of time. Like that's about the time that Brent and I like fully ended. And it's, uh, it's ironic that I'm processing these things just now. Um, some of that has to do with this previous week, which I will get to, I promise. But this upcoming new moon is, is a, it's a second phase of a third phase cycle that it, that was initiated in December of 2020. Okay. There were decisions made. There were actions played out. There were feelings hurt. There were ties cut. There were doors shut and a new path opened. I know for Sam, uh, he had a very significant event in December, which I won't share. I'm sorry. It's not mine to share, but we met at the very end of December of this last year. So it just it just kind of all ties together, all right? So you're going to be going through a lot of processing your own personal um, feelings on very deep matters and issues that relate to certain areas in your chart. And it, if you know your birth chart, I would I would suggest that you look at what house Pisces falls in. Okay, mine is children, creativity, romance, relationships, um, and just just creation in general, I'm assuming, because I'm just about to go into some creation mode. But Pisces in in Sam's chart falls in his sixth house, so daily. And he's going to have to start changing things for himself daily. The focus is going to be there and he's going to have to start battling his own inner demons and focusing on his own personal mental health. Okay. And so this last week when Marisha and Andrew were fighting, it was getting especially volatile. The cops were coming every other day and Sam's, you know, when I don't have Braylon, he'll sleep over and we'll hang out at night and then I'll go to work in the morning. Like it's really fun, but he was sleeping and I woke up late that morning and I remember being like, okay, hey, you should probably, you know, bounce because they're fighting and I don't want the cops to come and then see that you have a warrant and take you to jail. And guess what happened? (laughs) The fucking cops kicked our front door down. They were looking for Andrew. They went upstairs. They found Sam. And so Sam got arrested and, and that sucks. It does suck. It sucks really bad. I don't understand how my fucking phone works. And apparently I, I triggered Siri. So my bad. This is take two of the Pisces new moon. Uh, so it does suck really bad, but it does place emphasis on situations that cannot continue the way that they have been. Like I cannot continue to cope with alcohol. I can't ignore my house chores to hang out with Sam and play guitar and, you know, sing all night. Like that's not, that's not the move. It's not, it's not, we're not in Neverland anymore and it's time to face the music because we've got Saturn, Pluto, Uranus square tapping on our door. And for me, it's the house of my children, creativity, romantic relationships, romantic partnerships. <sighs> Pardon me. But it also has a square to my fourth house. So I need to start stepping up in the home here with Justin and Marisha and handling, you know, some of the bills and getting my shit straight. 
And Sam has to do the same thing because while he works his ass off, he's doing it under the table for less wage because he just wanted the freedom of not having to answer to anybody. And honestly, I don't blame him. I really don't blame him. If you have, if you're under lock and key for as long as he was, uh, the first thing you want to do is disappear. As soon as they let you out of that fucking box, you're out like a puppy on a leash. I'd fucking run, man. That's what I do too. And so I really can sympathize and understand. And he's incredibly honest with me about everything. And it's so refreshing to have someone be so introspective and tapped into his emotions the way that he is. And really, like, he'll sit there and be like, you know, I was thinking about the way that we talk to each other. I was thinking about this and that. Like, he thinks about a lot of things. He's very intelligent. And I love that about him. But I hate I hate being scared that we're going to get pulled over and they're going to pull his, you know, his name up or that those are the things that I didn't like, you know, like not, not knowing if, if he was going to be okay, if we, if we did get pulled over or if he was riding the bus or max and he couldn't find his ticket cause he always loses his ticket. Um, and so this is answering, this is a solution. It really is as much as it's not convenient and it super fucking sucks. And I know he's probably totally freaking out right now, like panicking, uh, and being triggered hard. I think this is something that's going to be ultimately for the greater good of his life because now he could actually do things in a, in a way where he'll have more options and, and this is going to get that out of the way. Like he needed to handle it. He just didn't want to, he didn't feel like he could. And, and now he has no choice because that's what Uranus does. It's like now or not, now or never bitch. And I have to, really stop and put myself in perspective of like, okay, how much time have I been spending with this guy? I've been getting lost in Sam and, and neglecting the people in my life that have showed up for me. And I have to return back to my normal self of, of getting shit done. Like, so that's where I'm at. (laughs) I, I have to have a healthy, balance in my romantic partnerships. I have to have a like a healthy balance with my children. I have to maintain harmony and and equilibrium with regard to my work, my home life, my romantic partnerships. As most people do, we all struggle with that, but me in particular, I have a tendency to really get like wrapped up in people. When I'm crazy about you, I'm like about you. And I haven't felt this way in, in years. Like I think about my relationship with Brent and as much as I, I did love him, I don't think I was in love with him the last couple of years because there's a toxic pattern that would play out where he would do the bare minimum to keep me happy. And then he would just go back to his hermit mode and And if he could numb out for the rest of his life, I think he fucking would. If he could never have to think about anything that ever caused great depth or pain, never have to sit there and dive deep into his soul and talk about how he's evolved and grown. Like these are the type of conversations that I have with Sam and with my passengers and people that I care about in my life. So if I can't have that conversation with my partner, what the fuck am I doing? I can't have like a, like an equal exchange of, of thoughtfulness in a conversation 
when it comes to personal transformation, growth development and, and life path like that, that fucking sucked. So to have this experience with him, with Sam, and then to have him get ripped out of my life like this is really weird, but it also shows me how much I care about him. And I've prayed for him every day. I pray that he stays safe. I pray that, that God's path for him will, will be laid in front of him and he'll find a healthy balance to be able to be part of society and not have to run, you know? And so this is like that moment, you know, and I'm, I'm happy that it's finally getting out of the way, but at the same time, I'm anxious for him because there's a lot of things up in the air. I'm really hoping that they don't send him back if they do. I mean, worst case scenario, I just continue my grind and I fucking write him and visit him for the time being. I'm sure I'll probably get pushed off. If he did go back, I'm sure he'd probably go to someplace like fucking Idaho or something stupid. Cause that's what they've been doing with a lot of the prisoners. Um, our prisons are full with people that have mental health issues and, and it's, it's becoming such a big problem that they're having to ship inmates to another state like six hours away. So I'm hoping that that's not the case and I'm praying that that's not the outcome. I don't think it will be. I think for a first offense, like it's not in the grand scheme of things, there's bigger fish to fry. I'm sorry, but there's, there's the killers of a 25 year old mother of two who shot both the children, like a whole family in a car and put the father in critical condition. She's, she's dead. Her kids don't have a mother. And that was like, what, last week? There's murder homicides everywhere. I mean, it's Portland is getting fucking real hard out here. And so I'm grateful that they got Andrew. We don't have to worry about that shit anymore. Fuck, thank God. I'm so happy. But it sucks that our front door is broke. (laughs) I don't know how many times Justice changes those fucking locks, man. That dude's like a fucking, I'm going to call him the key master from now on. I swear to God. Um, but yeah, I, I just went and I dropped some money off. I put like 10 bucks on the phone thing. And I thought I was putting it on Sam's phone account, but apparently I put it on under my name. I don't know how it works. Fuck. If if we don't figure this out, I'm just going to sit on 10 bucks and not know what I did with it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm broke as a joke until Wednesday. Welcome to my life. (sighs) My kid is still in foster care. My daughter is now able to come over, thank God, without having to worry about some fucking psychopath, like, coming over and causing a ruckus. So I'm grateful for those things. And I'm praying that all of us can get through this new moon and process our own personal shit and just really reflect on the last couple months and understanding, like, when all this started. Um, I should I should note, when I was talking about December, okay, it would be the last two Decembers. So this last December and the one before that, those two times were the Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, Uranus square. Like it was major. Okay. And, um, it stirred a lot of pots. Okay. So realistically, I think we are probably going to get into some type of war. I think that there's some shit going down with, with Bitcoin and the currency. There's going to be some shit like, a market crash or something. I don't know. It makes me really nervous, but it's not like I have a lot of money to worry about. So (laughs) 
that's the beauty. Honestly, like when you don't have a lot, it's hard to really fret about losing a lot. Like if you, you don't have a lot to lose if you don't have a lot. And I think because I've come from like really humble background and upbringing, I need to change my relationship with money and how I create my own personal affluence and wealth and prosperity. So it all starts with your mind and I'm getting there. Uh, it's just, it's baby steps. And I really feel like being with Sam has helped me heal so much in the last two months that I'm feeling like there needs to come a push come to shove where I'm finally just hyper-focused on my own shit. Like, I don't know. It's hard to put in words. There's a lot. There's a lot of things that have gone down on my bus and with my passengers and (sighs) people don't understand that when you hear five or six people that you're familiar with going through some type of life crisis the same week that all this shit is hitting the fan with our transits and like it's funny like it's funny to me because I mean not and it's funny like I find it entertaining it's just so ironic and I know it's not ironic but don't you think that it's strange that every world leader has an astrologer on staff every country has an astrologer on staff yet they 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 play it down they don't make these dis- I think Putin has a fucking astrologer on staff and I think a lot of the his upbringing has a lot of esoteric shit in it okay so I think at some point he realized that he could use the energy of the world around him to manifest his power and I think it's ironic that all the world leaders have astrologers on staff yet they will continue to make it sound like it's a pseudoscience and it's not there's a fucking science it's energy man on a microscopic and macroscopic level like it ties in so much when it comes down to personal development your psyche your soul's contract. Like it's so deep. (laughs) And so I find it so ironic that the pseudoscience that everybody makes fun of is the some type of energy that I'm observing and I'm like getting witness testimony from my passengers who come in and going, Oh my God, this fucking happened. Oh my God. And I'm just laughing because I'm like, yeah, I saw that this morning when I checked my transits. Like it's, it's hard not to feel a little cocky. Okay. But When it comes down to Uranus, you do not know what to expect. You really don't. And you'll never be able to guess it because that's the energy of Uranus. And so I never in a million years saw Sam getting arrested. Never saw that shit happening. And he was very blessed and protected. He didn't have any additional charges. There's nothing. He didn't do anything wrong. He was just sleeping in my room. You know, it could have gone another way. Maybe he could have been doing something bad and then they caught him doing something bad. I don't know. He could have gotten in a fight. Like we're very very blessed the way that things played out the way that they did because it's the most innocent way to get caught and have to go to jail like he's not going to be in there for very long but I hope that while he's there he's able to reflect upon what he wants and how he wants to move forward because we had that conversation the other night like about where he wanted to set up shop and and start his life and and what he wanted to envision for his life because part of the problem with his wife was that he created this you know, 
$100,000 a year job. He made buckets of money, but he was killing himself doing it, like mentally, emotionally, physically. It just took its toll and eventually he fucking crashed. And when he did, she bounced. And that that is something that I have a hard time with because when you love someone, you don't fucking leave them at their worst. You really don't. When you love someone, you stay no matter what. When you promise somebody forever, it's fucking forever. So, and I'm not passing judgment. I don't know her story. I don't know everything that went down. I'm sure there's a lot more I don't know. And I'm not saying that he lied to me. I'm just saying like, we we always try to remember things differently when we could potentially be the bad guy. It's like I told Brent, I said, it's entirely possible for two people to experience the same thing and have two different stories to tell. That's why people are so beautiful to me. That's why it's so powerful to have these experiences with the people on my bus and I get to see and hear everything. And I get to experience this life knowing all these people and and bearing witness and testimony to the experiences they have and sharing it with you and drawing a a lesson from it. So I I hope that you got some type of therapy from this. I hope it wasn't me just rambling for fucking ever. I know that I have a tendency to do that. So I'm going to go inside. I'm going to clean my fucking room. I'm going to clean Braylon's room. I'm going to clean the bathroom. I'm going to probably be up all night cleaning shit and like listening to podcasts or watching stand-up comedy because that's what I do when Sam's gone. <laughs> And I have not experienced that in about two months. We've been like at each other's side all the time. So I just, I really fucking care about him. And I hope that this comes out for his betterment. And I hope that he's able to find a future for himself that doesn't have to do with running or hiding or being afraid because he's so many things and he's definitely not a person who cowers down and I'm really proud of him. I'm really, really proud of him because he could have gone a whole nother level and done some really bad fucked up shit a lot of different times. And he always picks the path that's like righteous and it carries integrity. So I hope you guys are doing well. I'm going to go inside and handle my business. I'll probably make some TikToks. I'm going to make some funny ass TikToks about your boyfriend being in jail. <laughs> if you're bored later, you know, enjoy, enjoy that. But yeah, I just, I'm going to take this weekend. It's just me and I'm going to do my thing. So I love you. I miss you guys. I'm sorry I've been fucking ghost status, but a lot of shit I'm processing. I'm trying to get to that level where I can finally move forward and just like quit drinking and be healthy. And somebody once told me it happens on your own time when you're ready. And I feel like I'm starting to get there and focusing on the things that I need to get done. So I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.